Hi, I'm Karen Yuso from First Look Family Law, and I'd like to welcome you to the Grieving Together Alone podcast series. This two-part conversation will explore the grieving process people have faced during the COVID-19 pandemic. I felt people needed to be allowed to grieve losses without being paralyzed or feeling judged by the level of their loss. We will explore the grief tree and arm people with the tools to manage their lives through this difficult time. I realized I wanted to talk about the subject of grief publicly after a colleague of mine asked me how I was doing. And so Jody and I had a conversation about what that looked like, what that sounded like. You know, I, I'm glad that you said that your reaction, that's really what prompted me to do this microcast. I wanted to talk about this subject publicly and I realized that I did after I was asked by a colleague of mine in passing, uh, how you doing, right? That, that, mm-hmm. that question we ask each other just sort of in small talk. And when I answered her, I said, actually, I'm actually kind of worried about my business making it through this time. The mm-hmm. economy of this is pretty stressful, but I personally was very worried that my law firm was not going to make it through. And I said right. that out loud to her and she just she just shut me down. She just said, don't worry, think positive, You know, do what you got to do. And boy, she really didn't want to hear it. And I was just curious, why do you think it is so hard for people to hear the truth of sadness or or grief. Oh my goodness, that's ex- exactly what I do every day. <laughs> what you just said is what your colleague just did. She basically told you to be strong, right? Everything's fine. And I often use the analogy, fine is really feelings inside, not expressed. We're so used to in our society and we're so brought up um, with this idea that we have to resolve issues with our intellect. So, so often people don't know what to say, right? When you're going through grief um, or they'll change the subject. Well, or, hey, yeah, you'll be fine, which pretty much makes you feel like, well, if she's fine, then I must be fine. I have to be strong, right? So I must be the weak one because I want to talk about it. And so we, we rely on our intellect, you know, at the expense of our feelings, Lots of times, we just don't know how to deal with grief in society. So we either change the subject, we tell people to be, you know, strong, which are some of the myths. I want people to talk, to feel heard, and we don't do it enough. So one of the biggest challenges that I've had personally is feeling like I shouldn't express myself because my losses feel small compared to others. So I asked Jody, can I still express myself without comparing my losses to others? We always encourage people, you never compare losses, right? Somebody could be going through a divorce. Somebody could have just lost a pet. And maybe that pet was like a child to them. So we often hear, in fact, I've heard David Kessler say this. You've probably heard this on different interviews. But the worst loss is always your loss, right? It's unique to you. I love that you said, you admitted, you were honest. And you said, you know, I feel like I shouldn't express myself that your losses might be small compared to others. But no, it's unique to you. And it kind of goes back to the intellect versus the emotion. You didn't have time to analyze what was going on, right? Using your intellect. You couldn't really identify, you know, what was going on this first week with everything going on. So we all try to solve problems with our head. And so 
you're right. We can't solve every problem with our heart, but at the same time, I'll give you an example. So for example, you know, a a teenager has a party and three of her friends call right before the party is supposed to start and they say, I can't come. Right. And so she's really upset. And so maybe her mother says, oh, there's going to be plenty of other kids at the party. Don't worry about it. So intellectually, she's saying, just don't worry about it. There's other kids at the party. So then maybe there's an aunt or an uncle in the kitchen and the daughter brings it up again and says, oh, I just can't believe none of my friends are here. She's so upset because that's unique to her. That's what she's experiencing. And so maybe what the one of the things that uncle or aunt can say is, you know, hey, well, I know I feel so bad for you. I so wish that didn't happen to you and just give her a hug. Now, did they fix the problem intellectually? No, they just, they didn't repair anything. They just heard what she was saying by be emotionally available. They acknowledged her. They acknowledged her. They validated her emotion, her loss. And they didn't, I mean, I, I think historically I've been pretty bad at that with my kids and I've had to learn how to not, um, I used to call it putting it into perspective, which is knowing that the loss of a yoga class is not commensurate with the loss of life, right? I haven't lost anybody in my family to coronavirus, but I've missed going to my yoga class, but I'm not going to go out and broadcast my sadness over not going to exercise class and um, because I get the perspective on it, but it's still hard to not... You know, I I don't have my normalcy. I don't have my routine. I don't have my, my personal care things, but I have perspective that it is just not the same, but what you're saying is it's nice to be able to just say that out loud and have somebody go, yeah, that's, that's hard. Your life is altered and disrupted and whatever it is that you're missing is you have a right to miss. I asked Jody how I could stop feeling helpless uh, since one of my primary resources was closed now. And here's what she said. What you focus on grows. Um, So if you're going to focus on, I can't get into the courthouse, you know, I can't help people. um, I'm just going to go home and be depressed. Well, no, you can take action. You can do something else. And it's really how you react. Again, I'll go back to that. It's how you react to what you're telling me. I would take action. I would be intentional and take responsibility for how I'm going to react to the situation. There are choices that you can make. Let's sit down and look at some of the choices. You chose to do a broadcast. So what I'm hearing you, I hear kind of two different things. The first Mm -hmm. is you're offering me tools to deal with my grief by giving me sort of an action plan. Uh, What about as a listener of uh, someone who's sad, what can you do as a listener? You know, I heard you say, you can say, what can I do to help, right? So that's Mm -hmm. an empathetic response. Are there other ways of being empathetic to somebody going through this? I wouldn't say I know how you feel because I don't, you know, it's okay to say, I don't know what to say right now. Sometimes people just have to say that, right? I don't know your situation um, because we often try to give advice when we shouldn't. So depending on the situation, I might just say, you know what, Karen, I really don't know what to tell you right now. Um, But I would ask how your situation is. And I'd give you a chance to tell me your story and not interrupt. I mean, those are basic things. You know, I can say your reaction, again, is so important. Like if I said to you, what ruins a picnic? The rain or your attitude about the rain? So Mm. it might be a trick question, right? But the answer answer really is both because the rain really did ruin the picnic, but you can't do anything about the rain. You can only deal with your reaction to the rain. 
I'm just wondering, in your practice, you use the grief recovery method. Is mm -hmm. what you're talking about referencing that method and, and how people attain their recovery from grief? Oh, my goodness. That's exactly what we do, Karen. Thanks for that uh, perfect um, comment because grief recovery is all about it's educational, it's action-based, it's evidence-based, meaning people, have, it's been shown, it's been studied that people's behaviors and attitudes change in how they deal with grief by going through this method. And it's a very structured method where we look at all the losses in your life. And again, I talk about cumulative loss and we educate people on those myths of grief that time doesn't heal all wounds. It's the action steps that you're going to take that's going to help you move forward. It's a, it's a way to basically help people become processing plants instead of storage tanks is the way I look at it. Oh, I we, like that. we stuff everything down and I'm helping people unpeel the onion. So talking about it and saying this happened to me is different from saying woe is me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And we need, we need so desperately to revolutionize how people think when they're hurting that you have to be able to express yourself. You know, you can't heal until you feel is what I often tell people. People have the right to grieve in whatever way works for them. Yes. So if they would rather kind of cocoon and be by themselves to get through this time, that's okay. Yes. And the other people who are saying, wow, all this free time, that's an opportunity for me to really revamp my life, my basement, my business. Uh, and they're doers and they want to sort of hit the ground running. Well, that works for them. That's their coping mechanism. And that's okay, too. But for the people who just want to cozy up to Netflix for six weeks, well, <laughs> I'm not going to judge them. I get that. Right. Totally get it. Right. And, and I don't think you have to necessarily be productive in this no. time. And I, I, that's a great point. We talk a lot about, um, I teach another class at church called Grief Share. And we talk a lot about solitude and isolation, that it's okay to have some good anxiety in life, to be concerned about certain things. It's okay um, to want to have solitude by yourself and be intentional for, hey, I just need some time by myself. I just need to grieve. I need to have a good cry. Doesn't it always feel so good sometimes when we just cry really, really hard and then you feel a lot better. Um, but then there's isolation. You're right. For people who get into that uh, negative, dangerous pattern where they don't want to talk to anybody and they want to isolate and uh, they get into that bad circular pattern. Really connection is so important right now. And I think we're all starting to realize that. Well, and I think that's the right word to sort of end our chat, which is one of the ways to manage our grief is to just be and feel connected yeah. um, because I think grief can be very isolating. And if you can find your safe person or persons mm -hmm. to share with, you'll feel that connection. You're not alone. Even if your loss isn't the same as the other person's loss, right. you'll feel connected and it will, it will feel less oppressive. Um, and I'm, I'm hearing that quite a bit, even, you know, the restaurant owners who have lost 90% of their business, they're being supported in their communities. Um, there's a humongous outpouring of support Absolutely. in every community. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think even though none of us are going to come out of this unscathed, we, we do feel better knowing that there's a support system in place. So um, thank you so much for, for coming on to this podcast today and sharing your expertise and knowledge. I, I feel supported by you. And I, I also feel uh, pretty validated because I was having these feelings and I don't know, just really needed to express them. And I greatly yes. appreciate your being here to help me with that. 
Aaron, thank you for all you're doing and just trying to be another resource for people out there who might be listening to this. So thank you for having me. It's a privilege just to talk about how we can help each other. I hope people will benefit from this and share it. Um, and there are a lot of resources that are being made available on the web. I've included some of them at the end of this microcast. Mm -hmm. uh, great interview between Brene Brown and uh, Mr. Yes. Kessler, who we were referencing, and uh, some other articles about grief and people's experience of it and management of it. So um, we wish everybody well. <music>